Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quiet, I do for you. 
Why, my dear sir, I was given to understand that casting was going on here. Why else would I pay a visit to this, uh, rather musty cubicle? That? Uh, you talk a great deal. Naturally, sir. Speaking is my profession. Speaking is my life, my being, my, uh, my metier. You speak French? I have been told I speak it like a native. Who so lignage d'antan? Let's speak to myself briefly. I am prepared to deliver on short notice any one of a large number of Shakespearean parts. Othello, Romeo, Romeo, Bottom the Weaver, King Henry the Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Petruchio, oh, and uh, Henry the Eighth. I am reasonably familiar with the characters of Shakespeare, sir. Ah, good, good, good. You say you have uh, played Romeo? Innumerable times, sir. Two packed houses. I recall one time in, uh, I believe it was in Moline, Illinois, uh, is Moline in Illinois, when they placed kitchen chairs in the aisles in addition to the hundreds of occupied seats in the house. When did you last play Romeo? Alas, it has been some time since. But I am a very quick study, sir, that I assure you. Uh, I could be up in several days, uh, say three days. Uh, what have you been doing recently? Uh... I have just concluded a very successful run as, uh, uh, on the radio. A, uh, Shakespearean role, no doubt? I am sorry to say it was not. Although it was very interesting in a, shall I say, sordid way. What night were you on? This, sir, was an afternoon presentation. Soap? Phonograph needles. And your part? I played the part of... Clapper Claw Duddy. Oh. Uh, heavy, naturally. A part a little like a, a sort of a poor man's Macbeth. Uh, perhaps a touch of Casca. And uh, the part is finished now. Sir, a regard for the truth compelled me to admit I was replaced by a young man who had a different conception of the character of Clapper Claw Duddy. They uh, didn't appreciate your technique, I take it. That direct thought. I also read a commercial message. My. My, indeed. Well, sir, shall we look over the contract? Uh, we'll see, Mr. Bainbridge. Uh, uh, I uh, seem vaguely to recall your name. Yes. I was afraid of that. I don't remember just how. Uh... I am the man who married Juliet. Ah, yes. That's it. Oh, yes. Uh, sir, you are a man of the world. It's been said that I am. I I always wanted to grow a beard myself. I, I think I'd be very distinguished with a beard. No doubt. But always playing Romeo, you know, uh, it can't be done. Besides, my beard always comes out straight. Uh, uh, this half comes out red. So, uh, you're the man who married Juliet. The man who always married Juliet. Would you care to tell me about it? I prefaced my remarks by suggesting that you are a man of the world, sir. As I myself am. I was young and, uh, ebullient when I first played Romeo to her, Juliet. The city, let it be nameless, save to explain that it was in central Illinois, a section of our great country at that time somewhat lost to culture. However, a group of young seekers after the light, theater-wise, uh, ventured to put on Romeo and Juliet, and I was summoned from Chicago, where I'd been playing. 
playing Shakespeare? At that juncture in my career, I was singing illustrated songs in a small house on South State Street. I shall never forget my first meeting with the young woman who played the part of Judith. And Elizabeth Beatler. Why? How did you know that, sir? One read. Oh, the newspapers. Ah, publicity, publicity. Well, Anne Elizabeth was young, Anne Elizabeth was beautiful, Anne Elizabeth was unsophisticated. I thought. I was introduced to her at our first rehearsal meeting, and I tell you, sir, I was bowled over. I can think of nothing to say to her but that lovely speech I first quoted to you from Act Two, Scene Two. Lady, by yonder blessed moon, I swear the trips with silver all these booty. And she picked me up at once. Oh, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon, that monthly changes in his circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. And we went right through the scene, the entire scene, letter perfect, down to... Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes. Peace in thy breast. And so on. And I tell you, sir, the place rocked with the applause of our fellow players. And so we were married a week later in our costumes on the stage in the setting for Act Two, Scene Two. The romance of Romeo and Juliet was at last consummated in our person. I like to think that the master himself, Shakespeare, would have liked that. If uh, Shakespeare had married him, uh, there wouldn't have been any story. Well, why, uh, Jove, uh, you know I never thought of that. Uh, perhaps he wouldn't have liked it then. I expect. Well... Our marriage flourished for a time. And then there came the rift within the lute. Uh... Tennyson, Idols of the King. Indeed. I thought that was Shakespeare, too. Tennyson. I must make a note of that. Well, I remember we were playing in Dodge Center, Kansas, or Dodge City, Iowa, or some such place. Uh, St. Dodge, uh, Fort Dodge, Minnesota, I think. I had met a young woman, the daughter of a plastering contractor... In one of our previous stands, we found a great deal in common. She was interested in watercolor painting. Her name, uh, I'm afraid I don't remember after all these years. By a strange coincidence, she turned up in Lake Dodge in Nebraska, or wherever it was. As a man of the world, I could do no less than invite her to supper after the performance. You understand? Of course, of course. And we were leaving the restaurant much, much later... When we ran directly into Anne Elizabeth, there was little of the gentle Juliet about her, sir. Well! I was speechless. Anne Elizabeth wasn't. So this is a friendly game of cards you're going to indulge in after the show. Well, I think I'll just shuffle you around a little bit. Oh, here's a hand for you, too. Ouch! You stay away from my husband, you hear? <laughs> intensely embarrassing. It was even more embarrassing when, two weeks later, Anne Elizabeth found me kissing the plasterer's daughter in Union Station in Minneapolis. Sir, those Minneapolis policemen are, well, rough and tumble. And uh, what did you do about it? Did you... The crowning blow was when Anne Elizabeth purchased the traditional weapon of the outraged wife. What? A rolling pin. 
Playing the innocent, I asked her if she intended to bake an apple pie or two in our humble lodgings as we fared across the country. What did she say to that? No, darling Romeo. That I'm going to use to beat your brains out if I ever catch you with that woman again. So you'd better wear your crossover beard when you go out with her again if you don't want to wear this rolling pin for a hat. She had a remarkably pungent manner of speech. I was both sorrowed and relieved when the balcony collapsed in Act Two, Scene Two, and she broke her neck. How did that happen? For some unaccountable reason, a stage brace seemed to have been removed. It was very depressing. And uh, then you married another Juliet? It seems to me I've been marrying Juliet all my adult life. Yes, I married another. Faith McNulty. I was playing and framing in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, or somewhere when I met her. Faith was not young. Faith was not beautiful. Faith was an execrable actress. Why did you marry her? It seemed a good idea at the time. As a matter of fact, it was leap year, and she asked me. Rambo, if you'll marry me, I'll start a Shakespearean company of our own. You can be the manager and do whatever plays you want to. I thought, uh, what would we use for money? But she answered that before I asked. My great aunt Ruth in Stafford Springs left me $89,000, Rambo. Well, I assure you that put a different face on the matter. So we were married. We were married the day after we opened in Romeo and Juliet in South Boston. Two most unfavorable notices, I must say. Mine were, uh, adequate. But poor Faith. I wish you could have heard her read that scene. Oh, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon, that monthly changes in her encircled, circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. To borrow an expression from the street. Oh, boy. I pleaded with her to resign the feminine lead part and to allow me to find another actress. I told her she could be the manager. She could do anything she wanted to. I am the manager, Rambo. I will do anything I want to. <laughs> it's my money. There is very little one can do to argue with that sort of thing, sir. Yes, yes. Yes, I should think so. The woman had no shame, sir. Nightly, I went on and suffered the torments of the, uh, on. She had no sense of timing. She forgot lines. We had to hide prompters behind every tree, under every bench, outside the window in Friar Lawrence's cell. And I daily grew more and more haggard. That voice. I can hear it yet. What if it be a poison which the friar subtly hath administered to have me dead? Act 4, scene 3. Ah, that's right. In Julius Chamber. Well... Scene <clears throat> 5, Act 4. The nurse. I like the day. She's dead. She's dead. She's dead! Well, you uh, seem to have cut quite a swath along the Juliet, sir. Shakespeare killed her, too. So he did. Yeah, just 
seems like love. Oh, if I never play Romeo and Juliet again, I'll be happy. How about Coriolanus? I don't exactly understand Coriolanus, but then I don't really understand much of Shakespeare either. You don't? It's just words, a lot of it, uh, to me. Hmm. Well, uh, what about Juliet number three? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, that Juliet. Well, her name was really Juliet. And I'm afraid she's the only woman I ever loved in all my life. Tell me about her. Well, I suppose she was as close to the Juliet Shakespeare wrote about as any woman could be. You think so? Yes. Yes, I do. There wasn't a thing wrong with our marriage. We loved each other. There wasn't room for another woman in my life. Then. Did you, uh... Did you dispose of her, too? I never fully realized my own inadequacies until I married Juliet. Why do I marry Juliet? What is it that makes me do it? There is such a thing as, uh, destiny. Destiny. Shakespeare was always talking about destiny and fate and those things, things I don't understand. But uh, they work out, do they not? Very often. I have a picture of Juliet. Here. Three words, dear Romeo. And good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform this rite. And all my fortunes at thy feet I'll lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. It is my soul that calls upon my name. Romeo. How silver sweet sound lovers' tongues by night, like softest music to attending ears. Romeo. Yes, that's a very beautiful picture. And she's dead? I wish. I never had to play Romeo and Juliet again. I could play... You're doing Shakespeare, of course. Oh, yes, uh, nothing but Shakespeare. Well, uh, what kind of run do you expect? How can anyone tell with Shakespeare? That's so. I remember once in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, or Sheboygan, Michigan, I can never tell them apart, we played five solid weeks. And when we came back the next year... We have to cut the last act of A Merchant of Venice because a burlesque troupe from Chicago was coming into town. Huh. How about King Lear? I thought King Lear. Child of Roland to the Dark Tower came. His word was still, I, oh, and thumb. I smell the blood of a British man. Or, uh, Hamlet. To be or not to be... That is the question. But I suppose you'll be wanting to do Romeo and Juliet. I, uh, do need a Romeo. Well, then, gaze on me, sir. You didn't tell me all about your latest, Juliet. Frankly, I would be very happy to be back in the theater. 
I must confess that I murdered a Juliet once myself. You did? Well, for goodness sake, I mean, by Joe, what, what kind of people are we? Did you really? Yes. Did you marry her, though? Oh, no. Oh, well, then. I married all of mine. Three of them. And uh, the last one? No. You tell me about the Juliet you killed first. Oh, no. Go on, please. You first. Well, I told you I loved her very much. She... She was good for my ego. I remember those nights after the show in hotels everywhere. It was always the same. Rambo, let me get your slippers for you. Thank you, my love. And would you fetch me a cold bottle of beer, too? Oh, darling, I'm so sorry. I'm afraid there isn't any beer left. I'll run out to the corner and get some. Oh, thank you, dearest. If you're going to do that, would you mind picking up a cigar or two for me? Uh, it, please. Of course, dear. Anything else? And I would love a sandwich, uh, if the restaurant is still open. Do you want a magazine, too? No. Just the evening peppers. Oh, if you see a racing form, uh, bring it along, too, uh, will you? Of course, sweetheart. I'll be right back. I hope you will, darling. That pink shirt. I wanted to wear it tomorrow. I'll be back in time to iron it for you, dear. Well, let me help you with your slippers first. Sir. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I guess I'm capable of taking care of myself, dear. Uh, you run along. All right, dear. Uh, wait! You didn't kiss me! I was sorry she... 
hit her head on the corner of the table, of course. Is uh, that what killed her? Oh, no, no. I stormed out of the place and went out to a restaurant for dinner. And then after a full meal, I felt a little better, and I went back determined to forget her. I was a little late. She had hanged herself. That's too bad. Yes, it was. How was I to know that the man she was kissing was her brother who had just dropped in to see us both? So, sometimes I can hear their voices, my dear. Anne Elizabeth. Oh, swear not by the moon. In constant moon. Faith. That monthly changes in her encircled orb. Julia. Lest that thy love prove likewise variable.
Now, why did you have to be so legalistic, Mr. Well, until next week at the same time, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. Quietly is comes to you from New York. This is the world's largest network, serving more than 450 radio stations, the Mutual Broadcasting System. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.